From the Old City, a practical Torah commentary by Gutman Lodge. Deuteronomy 21.10 Ki Tzetzeng Ecology In this week's portion of the Torah, literally dozens of commandments are given. They deal with seemingly unconnected, wildly varying subjects, from laws relating to marriage to hanging a criminal. They cover such diverse subjects as returning a lost item to not returning an escaped slave, interest on monetary loans, divorce, adultery, slander, paying a worker on time, and on and on. They are so very different, yet somehow there must be a common thread running through them all. There is so much that could be discussed about this portion that it could easily fill an entire volume. Here are just a couple of insights that show that there is a deeper and frequently overlooked meaning to the commandments. Commandments have a physical body and a spiritual body. The physical body is the details that must be followed in order to carry out the physical act. The spiritual body is the reasoning and results that are behind the commandment. Often the spiritual results are quite hidden, but they are definitely there. Here are two seemingly unusual and unconnected commandments discussed in this portion. The commandment that a man should not dress in a woman's garment, nor should a woman dress in a man's garment. The Torah actually calls this an abomination. And the law, if you wish to take an egg or young bird from its nest, you must first send the mother bird away so your life will be prolonged. The physical commandments are obvious and straightforward, but the underlying spiritual reasoning is more hidden. As for dressing as a member of the opposite sex, why should the Torah care about this? The Torah is teaching that sexual relationships between members of the same sex are forbidden is well known. There will be no children from such relationships, which shows that this behavior is only to satisfy one's animal lust and, as such, is spiritually perverted. The Torah, with reason, calls these acts abominations. But what harm is done if a man wears a dress, or if a woman wears a yarmulke? Why should this be called an abomination? Every object in the universe has been created with its individual, unique design in order to lead it to its ideal conclusion. This is for the object's benefit and for the creation's benefit. This is the spiritual ecology within the physical ecology. A man has certain characteristics and needs that a woman does not have, and a woman has certain characteristics and needs that a man does not have. These differences actually point us in the direction we were created to go. We must realize these differences if we are to attain our goal. Each of us, male, female, Jew, non-Jew, has the opportunity to wake up from our deep spiritual slumber and see the creation as it really is, as the Garden of Eden. It is within each of us to serve the Creator fully and attain our individual and joyful success. In order to succeed, we must utilize all of our tools. If we misdirect this most basic aspect, our gender, we will end up locked into a lower animal aspect of life and lose our spiritual opportunity. This is why it is an abomination. 
We're warned not to mix seeds when planting or they will lose their strength. This is also truth for us. Mixing our garments takes away from our designated task. It is misleading and will come to affect our behavior and our mission here on earth. How could sending the mother bird away possibly have anything to do with prolonging life, let alone with cross-dressing? Remember, the Torah often gives us a principle without spelling out any of its details or ways that that principle can be applied. Taking an overview of the physical ecology, we see that the mother bird is a proven provider of offspring. However, we do not know this about the chicks, and certainly not about the eggs. It makes greater sense for the preservation of the species, which will give us a continuing source of food, to send the mother away and take the eggs or young chicks instead. Once we see this principle, we can take advantage of it in many applications in our lives. Now we can see the Torah's overview. Taking the mother bird with the eggs lessens the creation's chance to flourish. This is true also for the behavior that misguides human sexual roles. Commandments are not meaningless exercises or rituals. They are not here to teach us mere discipline. Each of them has both a physical and a spiritual message, and both of these must be sought. It's the law. One of the more interesting laws given this week actually tells an entire story. The story goes like this. A man married two women and had sons with both of them. Then, for whatever reason, he came to hate the mother of his firstborn son. There's another law that tells us that firstborn sons are entitled to a double portion of their father's estate. This law is reflected in the word firstborn, bachor. In Hebrew, it is spelled base kof resh. The gematria, the numerical equivalent of these letters, are 2, 20, 200. Each letter is a doubling. Now we are learning that this man may not give the son of his beloved wife, the double portion that the son of his hated wife was entitled to receive. Even though she became hated, the husband may not take away her child's rightful inheritance. Since God has taught us these laws in order to teach us the proper way to behave, we have to believe that he too, as if it could be, is also subject to this code of behavior. After all, we are told to walk in his ways, so if we cannot demote our firstborn, then neither can he. Even though the mother of the firstborn lost favor in her husband's eyes, still the husband cannot take it out on their child. Mystically speaking, as is seen in such places as the book The Song of Songs, we see God likened to the husband of Israel. Throughout Scripture, we, Israel, are often called his firstborn. If our ancestors back in the temple days lost favor in the eyes of their husband, so to speak, and if he hated them for good reason or not, still, he is not allowed to take it out on us, the children of the hated wife. According to his own law, he must give us the double portion that his firstborn is entitled to receive. Of course, this double inheritance includes good portions in this world now and in the time of the Mashiach, and in the world to come. After all, it's the law. 
SiriusOne.com.